With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In West Virginia, high school sports rule. And Metro News is where we talk about it. This is the High School Sports Line. Over the next two hours, we'll talk about what's happening in high school sports across the Mountain State. Tonight's show is being brought to you by Concord University. Hashtag, it starts with you. And by the Harrison County Family Resource Network. Now, let's talk high school sports. Here are your hosts, Fred Persinger and Dave Jacklin. Along with Joe Bacato, welcome in to High School Sports Line on a Wednesday night. The last Wednesday night in the month of September, fall is here. Of course, you never know. It's like, unless fall is going to be awfully wet because all it's done is rain for the last several days. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. Good evening. Good to be back. Missed last week. Listen to the show. You guys did an excellent job. And I, my wife said uh, she was listening with me and she said, um, why do you go in on Wednesday night? I said, it's a good point. See, you had just taken her out for a nice dinner last Saturday night. I did. And then she was already planning the demise of the Wednesday night show by mm-hmm. having you not return. That's right. And she said, you know, they're doing an excellent job. You notice that, don't you? I said, yeah, I hear. I hear. They are doing an excellent job. So and you made your wife listen to the show on Wednesday night when you weren't here. Well, I don't make my wife do anything. <laughs> How long you been married, Dave? <laughs> Joe, you're not married, are you? No, no, sir. Now, what's that like? I mean, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, I don't make my wife. Uh, I didn't mean just, it that way. You know, know what I mean. Yeah, I know. It was a good show, really good show. And uh, as I've said uh, many, many times on this show in particular, it's the guests yeah, that really make is. the show. And uh, you guys had a great lineup last week. Got a great lineup this week. Just a few seconds, we'll be talking with Mike Eddy of Parkersburg South. We'll follow that up with Ray Lee from Greenbrier East. Uh, Dave, I don't remember ever talking with coach lee you i do not as well no. i think this might be a first uh on the spartan side yeah and they're in the top 16 of course and having a good year so we'll get in touch with coach lee matt lacy from morgantown uh, darren hayes from north marion uh, john cole from bridgeport i thought they bounced back extremely well last week against a foe and rcb after losing to fairmont senior would hook up with brad dingus of Spring Valley, they got a little game coming up this Friday night. Terry Smith, Williamstown, boy, what a comeback that ball club has made. And Dustin Coger of Lewis County. Been a while since we've talked with uh, Coach Coger, and we'll get him on as well. So a busy, a busy show coming up tonight here on High School Sports Line. And guys, of course, at the end of the program, we will name our Metro News High School football games of the week. And uh, we were talking before we came on the air and. 
I mean, Class AAA could be named right now. Yeah, you pretty much could. And, um, of course, you go to that number one capital versus number two Spring Valley. That's a major reason why we're going to have uh, Brad Dingus on later in the 8 o'clock hour to talk about that matchup against the Cougars. You know, there's some other games. We don't want to take anything away from Musselman and Morgantown coming up at Pony Lewis Field. Important game for Morgantown. Number 14 in AAA Buchanan Upshur Joe gets double-A uh, number six Bridgeports. We'll kind of preview that with Coach Cole on the Indian side. There are other games in AAA. The other teams are still playing. Oh, yeah. But, but Capital and Spring Valley certainly uh, is the uh, top game. No question. And the one and there is one team for certain that's not playing this week, and that would be the Patriots of Parkersburg South. We welcome in head coach Wes, uh, Mike Eddy. <laughs> I do that every time. Mike Eddy. Mike, welcome in, buddy. Thank you. How you doing, partner? Uh, well, so far so good. Uh, you know, uh, not, obviously not off to a perfect start, but uh, we feel pretty good about where we are right now. And talk about that a little bit, Coach. Obviously, your Patriots have uh, had a couple of nice wins over the last couple of weeks. You went up to John Marshall, had a win. You really took care of Princeton a couple of weeks ago. Hey, kind of talk about the season. It got off to a slow start, but but your Patriots are really coming into fine form now. Yeah, you know, uh, we started off the season just uh, making made way too many mistakes. Uh, you know, we had an opportunity there to, to tie the game late uh, with University. Uh, you know that particular game, we fumbled the ball twice on a six-yard line. Um, you know you're not you're not going to beat good football teams that way. So you know it's really been kind of focusing on ourselves and trying to clean up some of those penalties, some of those turnovers. And uh, you know the last couple of weeks, I thought the kids have played extremely well. Mike, you go up to John Marshall last week, get a get a big victory over a team that was three and one. I'm sure you're not surprised to get the win, but. The margin of victory, winning by four touchdowns. What did you guys do specifically well in that game to get the victory? Well, you know, we told our guys all week, you know, we're, we're used to being an undersized team. That's just the way it's been since I've been here. And uh, we, we said, you know, in order to win that football game, we had to, we had to be able to match their physicality and their intensity, uh, you know, to make up for the size difference. And, you know, I felt like our kids played as hard as they could play from start to finish, which is not a surprise to us. That's what our kids do. They play really hard. And, uh, you know, we were able to get some big plays early, uh, you know, and get up a couple of scores, and that kind of forced them to, you know, play a style of football they're not most comfortable with. Uh, you know, I think we were able – you know, they're, they're a great rushing team, but I think we held them to like 125 yards uh, rushing, so it kind of pushed them to kind of throw the ball a little bit in the air. And, uh, you know, that's, they're just not built that way. And, uh, you know, and I think that's kind of why we were able to, to you know, uh, score as many points as we did. Talking with head coach Mike Eddy of Parkersburg South. And, Mike, uh, again, whenever we talk about stats or whatever on game night on Friday night and we're talking about the Patriots of Parkersburg South, inevitably the name Nick Yoho is going to come up. What, what's it like to have such a versatile offensive weapon like Nick? Well, you know, it's not just offense. Uh, you know, we're, we're very blessed to have Nick on our team. He's, he's a tremendous football player. You know, some guys are just, uh, you know, just born to play this game, and that's kind of how he is. Uh, you know, he does a lot of things for us. You know, I think he's third on the team in tackles right now. Uh, he's averaging, I think, almost 50 yards per punt, and that's net. Uh, so, you know, he's pretty important to a lot of the things that we do. And, uh, you know, and, and, and yes, we, uh, you know, we utilize him both the run and the pass game. So, uh, you know, he's pretty important to us. And, uh, you know, fortunately for us, we've got some guys around him that, uh, you know, can kind of take that pressure off of him. So we have enough guys that make 
you know, to make uh, plays outside of what he does, you know, to try to help keep defenses honest and, uh, you know, and not be able to create uh, poor matchups for ourselves. You know, you're talking about Coach Nick Yoho right there, but Braden Mooney has also played very well at the quarterback position for you this season. A couple different receivers can really go out and catch the football. I want to ask you about this offensive coaching staff you have. 72 points the last two games, 37 against Princeton and 35 at John Marshall. And after the win at John Marshall last Friday, you complimented your offensive uh, coaches for the game plan they put together. So, So maybe talk about that. But the offensive side of things, the game plan the coaches are putting in for players like Braden Mooney and Nick Yoho to be successful every weekend. Well, you know, I think it's important in high school sports, uh, you know, to have an offensive defensive scheme, uh, you know, that uh, is very versatile based on the type of athlete you have. And uh, I think that because we do have such a, a broad range in our offense, it allows us to go to a lot of different places and do a lot of different things. So we have a lot of formations and motions and, uh, you know, in particular plays. And because we have those options, uh, it's, uh, you know, it, it allows us to do a lot of different things during the game. And so, uh, you know, that gives coach a lot of freedom, you know, to be able to, to diagnose what it is, you know, the defense is trying to do uh, to take certain things away and then be able to counter that and take advantage of those. And, uh, you know, we were able to do that quite a bit on Friday. Uh, you know, just specific motions and trades that kind of put their defense in a bind, uh, you know, and just, uh, you know, to be intelligent enough to know where to strike and where to take advantage of that. Mike, the way the schedule shapes up, you've got your bye week right in the middle of the season, five games already in the books, five to go in the regular season. What leads the checklist of things that you need to get accomplished during this bye week? Obviously get the guys rested and healed up a little bit, but what do you need to work on to be successful in the second half? Well, you know, that's really where we kind of spent the focus of this week was kind of resting. Uh, we, we really wanted to go out and have uh, to have two good physical practices this week. But just based on the weather yesterday, we weren't able to do that. So we ended up having an extra film study in. Uh, but we're able to go practice a little bit today. So uh, this week really has been more uh, just about giving guys some breaks. Uh, you know, we got, uh, we're going to get a good conditioning day in tomorrow. Got a lift in on Monday. But try to, you know, try to minimize some of the contact. Uh, you know, and just give guys, uh, you know, get them off their legs a little bit, uh, you know, and let some of those bumps and bruises heal because you know how that goes. It just gets worse uh, as the season goes on. You know, after five games in, if, you're, if something doesn't hurt, you probably haven't been playing much. You know, Mike, staying on that schedule for just a second, the last five games kind of work out in your favor in the fact that four of those technically are home. I know the Parkersburg South at Parkersburg, but that's still at home almost. Uh, you've got uh, the only trip you really have is – coming up in October to Greenbrier East. So playing at home for your kids has got to be an advantage as well, I would think. Well, it is. Uh, you know, we obviously like playing at home. We're one of the few grass fields left uh, in the state, so we think that gives us a little bit of an advantage. And, uh, you know, our our schedule has been favorable to us this year. We had six uh, home games scheduled this year, and, uh, and fortunately next year it goes back to five and five, so it didn't, you know, it wasn't one of those negative situations where it's four and six next year. So, from that standpoint, you know, it's good. You know, most of those teams have to come to us. Uh, but, you know, I mean, there's still, a lot, there's still a lot of good quality football teams left on our schedule. So we're going to have to have a great second half. Yeah, I take a look at that second half. And Fred kind of mentioned that Parkersburg game. But, you know, you have Brooke and Parkersburg are the 
next game and last game. But in the middle, you have Morgantown at Greenbrier East and, at, and uh, hosting Wheeling Park. So you have at least three, possibly four, top 16 matchups coming up down the stretch. It's, it's a tough stretch at the uh, midway point coming up for the Patriots, but you guys will be ready for it. Well, you know, I, you know, we, we, we pride on ourselves on, uh, you know, uh, feeling like we play a pretty good schedule and, um, and, you know, when, you know, if we get, if we get an opportunity to play in the playoffs this year, we feel like that we'll be well prepared for that because our kids will have seen some really good football teams. And you mentioned trying to compete for a playoff spot, your last playoff spot, 2014. Are, are you starting to see some signs that this is a team that has the look of a playoff team? And what are some question marks that still need to be answered over the second half of your schedule? Well, you know, I, I think there's no doubt about it. Uh, you know, we, we saw coming into this year the, you know, the, the kids that were, uh, you know, that were here and in the program that, uh, you know, they were a really good group of kids. And, and uh, on top of just being good football players, it's been a great locker room. Uh, you know, we, uh, we spent a lot of time in the offseason talk uh, talking about creating their own culture. Uh, you know, what, what are the expectations they have for themselves and what standards do they feel like they need to meet and uh, you know these guys really have embraced that uh, embraced that opportunity, and uh, you know they come up with some keys to success this year. They said they wanted to be uh, dependable, they wanted to be unselfish, and they wanted to be enthusiastic every day. And uh, you know, and I've really seen those guys buy into those concepts. You know, they're self-created by them, and I think just that mentality goes so uh, goes so far in high school football. Uh, you know, the the more the coaches have to try to lead a football team, uh, the less success you're probably going to have. Oh, well said. Well said. All right, buddy. I promised I'd keep you about 10 minutes. We're there. Um, three and seven last year. You're already three and two. And uh, I, I I know I can say you can't say this because you're the head coach. I can say this. I see a lot <laughs> of winnable games coming up. So I, I think we're going to see you in the playoffs. And uh uh, best of luck to you. You've got a lot of talent. You returned a lot of talent from last year. Obviously, as Dave was saying, you got a great coaching staff. This is what, your sixth year? Yes, sir, yeah. it is. Sixth year at Parkersburg South. Well, best of luck the rest of the way, and i got a feeling we're going to be watching you later into the season as well, okay? Well, we sure do appreciate that, and uh, we're pretty excited. There you go. Head coach Mike Eddy of Parkersburg South, 3-2 and two on the season. And uh, Joe, as you were saying, in 2014, the last time they made the playoffs, they got a they got a real, real good shot at it. I think this year. Yeah, there's a couple of games that I know that uh, uh, Coach Eddie can't say so, but right. you do look at the back half of the schedule. There are some games that you could say right now they'll certainly be favored. Certainly some good tests though, as they'll be taking on Morgantown, Wheeling Park, and of course we know what to expect in that Parker's game, Parkersburg game in Week 11. Yeah, that, that could go either way. I mean. That could end in a tie. You know, it's crazy when those two teams get together. I need to take our first break. We come back. We're going to be joined by Ray Lee of Greenbrier East. The Spartans, they're in the top 16 and playing pretty good football. We'll check in on the young men from Fairleigh when we return on High School Sports Line. There are some who'd like for us to imagine a world without coal-based electricity. Okay, then, let's see what that would look like. Without coal-based power plants, we wouldn't have reliable electricity. Electricity prices would rise, local communities would lose jobs, and our national economy would suffer. So, yes, we can imagine a world without coal, and it's a pretty scary place to be. Fact is, we need coal-based electricity for reliable power, for affordable energy, for strong jobs that contribute to a stronger U.S. economy, for global competitiveness, 
That's why coal-based electricity is such an important part of our energy solutions. Now and for many years to come. Coal is West Virginia. Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Our country's recession has taken its toll on almost everyone, but it's been much tougher on those who were already barely surviving in one of the poorest regions of America. For more than 40 years, Appalachia Service Project has been sharing the love of Christ with thousands of poor and desperate families in Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, and West Virginia. We uh, didn't have any toiletries or any shampoo or anything, and it was real hard trying to, you know, deal with everything. No one if you gonna have anything. Won't you help today? You can bring joy by giving a family the gift of a new roof or insulation to keep children warm, indoor plumbing, even electricity, and so much more. Please give a financial gift of any amount today by contacting Appalachia Service Project at ASPHome.org. That's ASPHome.org. Or call 1-866-998-3907. Baseball legend Henry Aaron reflects on his Hall of Fame legacy. I think that since I played for the public, they need to share what I did in my life as far as baseball. It's the proudest moment of my life to give everything to the Hall of Fame. I often tell people they need to get and see it. There is no other building in the world like the Hall of Fame in baseball. Celebrate the game. Celebrate the legacy. Connect with Cooperstown at BaseballHall.org. Stay connected with your favorite school online anytime at WVMetroNews.com. This is the High School Sports Line. Welcome back in to High School Sports Line on this Wednesday night on the Metro News Radio Network. Fred Persinger alongside Dave Jecklin and Joe Brigado. And uh, just talking to a lot of great coaches around the state of West Virginia tonight talking about high school football. I know next week we're going to... Uh, uh, put in some uh, a couple of different sports. Uh, the high school state golf tournament's going to be wrapping up next Wednesday. And uh, Joe, did you tell me Greg's going to be there? Greg Carey? Yes, Greg will be there. I've okay, been so. wheeling at uh, Ogilvy. Yes. You know, I I like I host Tee to Green. I mean, maybe I should be the one there. Ooh. You really don't like to be in the studio, do you? No, I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, so see, the interesting thing about the state golf tournament is usually covering it every year. You could get 85 degrees and the course just baked out or you can get about snow 40 degrees of frost delay i mean just about especially in wheeling especially at Bay park i exactly. mean there's no question about that well let's continue our conversation this week with football and we welcome in a gentleman that has you know i don't again i we were saying earlier in the program i don't think i've had the uh, opportunity or the pleasure uh to talk with this gentleman before and so we welcome in head coach ray lee of the Greenbrier East Spartans. Coach, welcome in, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot, Fred. Um, and I think this is our first time, so I want to basically get, just say thanks to you for giving us an opportunity and uh, me a chance to come on your show and, and represent Greenbrier East and our community here 
in uh, Lewisburg. So I really appreciate having this time with you. Well, believe me, it is our honor and our privilege. Uh, glad to have you with us. And let's talk about these Spartans. Three and two on the season. Rankings came out yesterday. The latest set, you're ranked number 12 right now. So if the season ended today, you'd be in the playoffs. Uh, sad enough, it doesn't. you got to keep on playing. But <laughs> let's talk about this football team that you've put together there in Fairleigh. Obviously, you've got some real talent. I know you got some real, uh, one real talented kid in that backfield that's playing well for you. Yeah, we um, you know, came out this season, and and you know, we kind of have a little running joke in our locker room in our coach's office. Um, you know, and I never try to use any kind of crying towel or excuses. We're a young football team, and uh, we had this running joke. There's only seven kids on our football team that has driver's license, so. <laughs> We, um, you know, pretty much kind of put things together, you know, with what we have. You know, and a lot of these guys that's playing for us now, uh, you know, got some time uh, on Friday nights when they were freshmen and sophomores. So we're playing a lot of juniors and uh, and sophomores and, and really a few freshmen also. Um, we got basically four seniors on our team. Uh, two of them, you know, start for us. We got one that, that came out late, and, and he's, you know, pretty much working himself in there. But. Uh, Jalen Battle, he's been in our program all four years, and, and he's, you know, one of our, you know, key players that we really count on uh, for leadership and, you know, getting things done on both sides of the football. Your Greenbrier East football team is 3-2, and two, Coach, after the first five games, and a couple of road wins mixed in there this past weekend at Buckhannon up sure 32-6, and you opened the season with a shutout win over James Monroe, 14-0. So it's been good away from home. For Greenbrier East, take me back to last Friday and that win over Buchanan Upshur, a ranked school. You beat them 32 to six, a convincing win, and and I'm sure an important win at the midway point of the season for your team. And that, you know, when you say that, that's true. Um, pretty much what we try to emphasize with our guys, we have goals that we you know put up, and uh, and we, we want them to kind of look at it one week at a time. You know, we started off the season, you know, winning that game down in uh, Linside, and then, you know, just kind of take one week at a time. So we break our schedule up in segments, basically win the first week, you know, go out, take care of that one, win the next week. If you don't do that one, you know, let's come back and let's try and win again. And then we have our schedule in, in half. So we always want to say we want to have a winning season, you know, at the end of the first half of our season. And that was kind of our goal there. We were sitting at 2-2 two and two before we went up to Buckhannon. Had a great week of practice after, you know, a tough loss to um, Bluefield, which, um, you know, that was a good football team we played. And all we kept emphasizing to our guys, don't let Bluefield beat us twice. So don't hang our heads. Let's just put that one behind us. Let's focus on the next game. And let's focus on this, you know, the half of our season. Let's make sure we have a winning season, you know, for the first half. And all we emphasized all week long, have fun, play hard, play fast. Play hard, play fast, and that's all we kept emphasizing. You know, and they stepped up to the plate. Long, you know, when I say a long road trip, they they pretty much handle that well. We try to break the trip up in segments. Also, you know, we had a pregame meal there at uh, West Virginia Wesleyan. Did a little campus tour to just kind of get them relaxed a little bit. You know, after a long bus ride, and that I think that kind of got them in a mindset of, you know, let's go out and play some football this evening. And you know, and they really played well at, that that night. I was proud of them coaches were proud of them how they responded you know didn't worry about anyone being ranked or nothing let's just go out and play a good football game 
And indeed, you did that. You hold BU to just six points and just 76 yards of total offense. On the defensive side of the ball, what particularly worked well for you guys that night? We just pretty much had a uh, game plan. You know, give credit to uh, you know our defensive coach, uh, Aaron Baker. Um, he had a game plan set up for him. We watched film, you know, pretty much all week long, um, practiced their formations, you know, went over them, made sure our guys were where they needed to be and being, you know, responsible, you know, taking care of their position. And that's one thing we try to emphasize to them, just play. If you play your position, everything else takes care of itself. And, and you know, and the guys played disciplined football all night long, which which really was a, a great job on their part and, and you know, had – pretty much two goal line stands, and, and that says a lot about us as a football team and being such a young team. You know, we just play with a lot of heart and a lot of character. All right, you brought up uh, assistant coach Aaron Baker. I want to talk about his son, Nate. He started, I think, as a true freshman last year, and he may be one of the better linebackers in the state right now. You agree, Coach? He's doing a, a, a outstanding job. When I say an outstanding job, to be such a young guy, um, guy and, that, and that's why I say, you know, he played a lot last year as a freshman. I think he ended up starting around the second or third game and, and pretty much started the entire season from there. So giving him that kind of experience on, on Friday nights, you know, put him out there. You don't put him out there to get hurt or get their, uh, you know, egos crushed, but you don't, we want him to be successful. And we basically had him, you know, as a freshman last year. Got in there, made some plays last year as a freshman, and then that time in the weight room uh, in the off season, pretty much dedicated himself to the weight room in the off season, along with about three or four other guys. And, and when I say three or four other guys, you always saw them working out together, and, it, and they just pretty much pushed each other and everybody else that was in the weight room. And you can see how it paid off for him. And, and uh, you know, now playing like he's playing, he's playing on both sides of the ball, plays a little wide out, tight end. Uh, what we call our sniffer back, and then also starting at linebacker for us also. You know, Coach Nate Baker had a touchdown reception of that win at Buchanan. Deshante Hall had a touchdown run. Back a couple weeks ago, this program picked up its 250th career win back in week three and a win over St. Albans. So it's already been a pretty special season at Greenbrier Reese. But over the second half, what's it going to take to get this team back in the playoffs for the first time since 2015? You know, same thing that we talked about, you know, in the first half of our season. It's just break our season down in segments. You know, we got Allegheny, um, you know, over at their place. And we don't want to take anyone lightly on our schedule. Everyone that we're playing is pretty much caliber football teams. You know, we got Allegheny, Ripley, Parkersburg South, uh, Riverside, and, and Princeton. All of those teams are capable and, 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 and are playing good football. You know, you got Ripley sitting somewhere in the top ten, you know, Parkersburg South, uh, Riverside, you know, and we don't look at records. And I constantly tell them that. Don't ever think because a team record is not good that they're not a good football team. Any team can be beaten on any given night. And, and we don't want to take anyone lightly. We got the second half of our season. They had a talk in the locker room on Monday. We're basically starting a fresh season. I told them, I said, guys, we're 0-0 right now. Let's go 5-0 and to end of the season and take one week at a time. But we set those kinds of goals. And the things that if they don't work out, we always talk about, let's just win the second half of our season. You know, win each week. We don't win that week. Let's get ready to win the next week. 
And at the end of the end of that second half, let's see if we have a winning season at the second half of the season. Joined by Greenbrier East head coach Ray Lee. Coach, six wins over the course of the last two seasons. You're already halfway there at three and two. What's the community reaction been like? And and at, at what point did you sense with this team that you guys were maybe capable of doing uh, something like this? Pretty, you know, when we started the season, um, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about culture. We've been trying to build a culture here, you know, since I started. We've had our ups and downs, and, you know, we've had – you know, numbers go up, had numbers go down. But the guys that are dedicated to what we're doing and has embraced our culture, of these are the expectations, these are the behaviors that we expect in our programs, and these are the habits that we're trying to build so we can have a consistency of, of winning tradition here, you know, pretty much like it was in the past. You know, I wasn't here, but all I hear about is what, how it was in the past, and that's what we, we're trying to build this culture back to. And it takes everybody, you know, from top to bottom, you know, everyone in the community. We have to rally behind these young men. These young men, you know, give up a lot of their time to come out and play football because they love it. And if they love it like we love it as coaches, it's, it's up to everyone else to get behind them and push them no matter what takes place. That's the culture there. Let's just keep building these behaviors and habits and expectations within these young men. Ray, I um... – I, I know a lot about your last four opponents, Ripley, Parkersburg, South, Princeton, Riverside. I can talk about them. But how about telling our statewide audience, you got a trip coming up this Friday night to Allegheny, Virginia. Not a long trip from where you're located, but what can you expect from Allegheny this weekend? Hey, you know, pretty much like I say, let's just toss the record out the window. They're, they're a big football team. They got some pretty good, you know, skill positions there. They're right there in uh, uh, Covington area. Um, so, they, you know, they draw from, you know, a good little group of players there. And um, we're, we're going over with an expectation of, of playing a hard-nosed football game and expecting them to give us a hard-nosed football game. You know, watching them on film, they, they're a solid football team. And when I say solid, they're big across the front. They got – few shifty backs that they have there in the backfield, you know, some wide receivers. They run like that uh, Georgia Tech-type offense where you don't know who's going to get the football. So we got to play disciplined football against this team. All right, let me ask you a final question before I let you go. And you can be honest with me, or you can just make up an answer that sounds good, okay? How in the world do you put up with Soup Campbell every week? i got to know that. Now, Soup, Soup's a good buddy of mine. Uh, you, and I don't know no other way but to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, no, and I will be honest. I All think right. Jeff's uh, a, a great guy. He, he, is. he does a great job for us here, uh, you know, calling our games. To hear him call a game, I hadn't heard it, but, you know, relatives of mine and people here, he basically gives the people that that is not at the games pretty much gives them a live shot through ear as opposed to seeing it. Oh. And when he, from what I understand, when he calls the game, it is just as live as sitting there watching the game. And 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 Jeff is, and I'll give him credit. He's real knowledgeable of of what goes on. And and when I say what goes on, he's knowledgeable of how the game is played, what to expect. 
what what and sometimes she tries to tell me now i will say this on air sometimes she tries to tell me what plays to call I don't, <laughs> that's a joke there uh, i'll tell but you one thing uh, he's real knowledgeable of it he i guarantee you, you cut him open it's it's green and gold yes. and he's going to be bleeding i guarantee you that he, he's a great friend of all of ours and we've known jeff for a long long time and uh long he, time. he do love his spartans i guarantee you that coach that's a fact there's no question about it. I'm, and I truly say that with whole, all honesty and wholeheartedly. He bleeds green and gold. He does indeed. Hey, Ray, a pleasure. Believe me, and this will not be the last time we're going to have you on, okay? Well, I really appreciate it there, Fred. I, I thank you, uh, for, like I said, giving me this opportunity to represent our school and our community here. All right, buddy. Best of luck the rest of the way. Let's get in the playoffs, okay? All right, thanks. Go there Spartans. You- there you go, head coach Ray Lee. Hey, good job, that guy. I like yeah, that guy. Yeah, I like that. I love that you mixed in the uh, Jeff Campbell question as well. <laughs> Do you remember that one time it was a couple years ago on game night, and Soup was driving back from a game, and he told us about a fast food restaurant he always liked to stop at <laughs> and get like that Halloween type burger or yeah, something. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, see? yeah. Just, Soup. I'm telling you, Soup will know where the restaurants are. <laughs> Ain't no doubt about that. But he's a great friend, yes. and uh, he does love his Spartans. That's for certain. And Greenbrier. East on the road, looking for win number four coming up Friday night. Did you catch, and maybe it was just me, mm-hmm. uh, but when, when Ray said he tells his kids, don't look at the schedules. Now, I have not looked. I'm going to do that here in a minute. I've not looked, but did you get a hint that maybe Allegheny's record is not all that strong? No, and I did look. They're okay. 0-4. There you go. <laughs> and they're 0-4, and then he's got a couple teams at the end yeah. that have one win. Yeah. So He's got a shot. He has Real he, good shot. I tell you what, if they win the second half and they have three teams that are outside the top 16, it's right there for Greenbrier East. And he, if he could pull an upset of one of those teams like Ripley or Parkersburg South, and I say upset because they're ranked ahead of them right now, who knows? That'd be good. That would be good to see uh, Greenbrier East in that field of 16 because, uh, as you mentioned, it's been 2015 since they were there last. And, uh, and they have both those games at home. Yes. Ripley and Parkersburg South are back-to-back weekends on October 12th and October 19th, and both those games are at home for Greenbrier East. What they have is they have Alleg- – we'll take the break here in a second. They have Allegheny coming up this week, then the off week and then Ripley and Parkersburg South at home. You couldn't ask for that to set up any better to have the off week before those two big home games. You're right about that. You're right. Need to take a break. We come back. We're going to be joined by head coach Matt Lacey, the Mohicans of Morgantown. All of that straight ahead on High School Sports Line. Hey, sweetie. How was your day? Uh, all right. That family that moved in next door has a daughter and a cute son. Mom, I just can't right now. Please. If you want to talk to your teen, know your teen. Give them your full attention and listen without judging. Show your interest. Ask them to expand on what they're saying and explore their views because their views matter to them and should to you. Most importantly, be available for them. It's all about relationships. A message from West Virginia Project Aware. Where you go in life starts with you. Start by checking out Concord University. At Concord, we'll prepare you for that job you've always wanted or the career of your dreams. We'll prepare you for grad or professional school and we'll even consider your work experience for college credit or assist you with paying for your education using your military benefits. We have a host of federal and state financial aid, grants and scholarships, and you may qualify. Remember, where you go in life starts with you. You should start with with Concord University, Athens, Beckley, and online. 
Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State. This is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. I have a passion for the environment. That's why I mountain bike. I love being in the woods, on near vertical trails. I relish the challenge when I can appreciate the best nature has to offer. So it was only natural that I would choose a career in the elements where I can make a difference. That's why I serve in the United States Coast Guard. We monitor commercial vessels, making sure our ports and waterways are safe and clean from oil or other hazardous material. We patrol our fisheries, protect marine wildlife and their habitats. With all we do, it's about protecting America. This is a lot like mountain biking. It's always exciting to navigate through the next challenge. Were you born ready to protect America, our environment, our resources, our people? Learn more at GoCoastGuard.com. Sponsored by the United States Coast Guard in cooperation with the Maryland, D.C., Delaware Broadcasters Association and this station. It is with great pleasure that I welcome you to today's graduation ceremony. Students, uh, when you hear the reason or reasons for your absences throughout the years, please exit the auditorium without your high school diploma. Once you've exited, remove your cap and gown and proceed into the unknown. <clears throat> Too tired. Family trip. Part-time job. Helping around the house. Sick day. Starting the holidays early. Just because. Starting in the sixth grade, students who miss 18 days or more of school in a year for any reason will fall behind and risk not graduating high school. How many days of school has your child missed this year? Absences add up. Keep track at boostattendance.org today. Brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. The Sports Talk continues on the High School Sports Line from Metro News. Welcome in on this Wednesday night. Fred Persinger, Dave Jacklin, Joe Bracato with you until 9 o'clock this evening. And uh, our pleasure to welcome in head coach Matt Lacey of the Morgantown Mohegans. Matt, welcome in, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Our pleasure now. I always promised myself, if I ever had the opportunity on a statewide radio broadcast to get you on, I was going to ask you this question. You ready? I'm ready. Why in the world do you play such an easy schedule? (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just been a product of, uh, you know, kind of our environment. Honestly, you know, we uh, have lost a lot of AAA schools around our area, and so we've had to reach out. Uh, you know, find some other opponents. And I don't want to be somebody that backs down from, you know, as we've had that on our end where people, you know, haven't played us in the past. And so I want to make sure we're trying to play, um, you know, the best schedule that we can and prepare our kids, hopefully, uh, for a deep run in the playoffs every year. And what Fred's talking about there is you kind of look at the second half of the schedule. You've got Musselman, Wheeling Park, Parkersburg South, John Marshall, all top 16 teams coming up in your next four games. Then obviously that matchup with University High coming up as the uh, season finale, the regular season finale coming up for both squads. I want to go back to the last two weeks, though, Coach Lacey, for Morgantown High. 31-28 win over Lindsley, and 63-6 to you knocked off Brook. And in both those games, 
you guys really jumped out to a fast start. Led 28-7 against Lindsley, then held on to win. And against Brook, you scored on six of your first seven possessions to beat the Bruins. Talk about the ability for this team to, to get off to such great starts in the first couple quarters of games. Yeah, something that, uh, you know, we started, honestly, if you go clear back even to week one against Parkersburg, you know, we jumped out to a you know, 17-0 lead in that game. And, um, you know, we've been able to score points. Um, it's just been holding on to that lead. You know, you go back that week one again, and uh, last week we, we gave up that 21-7, to you know, 28-7 to lead. But, um, you know, it's, it's just a product of the kids uh, doing what they're coached to do. It's, you know, they – they pay attention in practice. They do a good job of retaining, you know, as we add new stuff and continue to tweak the offense. Uh, they pick it up because you have to have those things from week to week to make sure that, um, you know, you're not stale in what you're doing in the, in the opponent, again, has some new stuff that, you know, maybe they haven't seen to help you uh, as an offense. Matt, you open with a 10-point victory over what looks to be a very good uh, Parkersburg team. Back-to-back losses following that, but obviously we know the programs that you face. Steubenville, a known quantity out of Ohio, competing for state championships almost every year, and then Ford Hill over in Maryland, a team that that does the same. Obviously, you coach a program that's above moral victories, but a four-point loss to Steubenville, a nine-point loss to Ford Hill. What were your takeaways once you got out of that two-week stretch, and did you see enough positives to overcome those, those results? Yeah, we did. You know, I, I worried about the kids' psyche coming off of, you know, back-to-back losses, but um, you know, they, they're so resilient. They've done such a great job uh, of buying in all the time of what we're trying to, you know, preach to them. Um, and that's what we said. If we, guys, if we just take care of Morgantown High um, and focus on us, you know, the big picture will take care of itself. And that's what these kids have done. You know, realistically, like you said, you don't take away moral victories, but uh, you go back and look at the film, we're honestly probably – uh, five plays away from being five and zero ourselves, but um, you know we're not. But uh, you know we got to learn from those, and that's what you know we try to teach the kids is that um, you know we're going to make mistakes, but we have to learn from them and get better. Matt, I've known you for a while, and, and I know you're you're a head coach that uh, you certainly do do not like to pinpoint any one particular players on your ball club. However, uh, when you have a kid like Nick Malone, I mean he has got to be worth everything in the world to you defensively. Yeah, he does a nice job, um, you know, and honestly, he's so valuable to us, um, you know, offensively that we've limited, um, you know, some of his reps here in the last few weeks uh, defensively. But we've moved him, you know, uh, he's played from a one technique clear out to, you know, a five technique for us. And so he, he can do some really good things. Um, you know, he plays with that length. He's six seven, six eight, uh, and he has that long arm reach. So, um, you know, when he plays like, you know, with proper technique and punches out, and, you know, nobody can get their hands on him to block him. He's very difficult. But, uh, you know, we felt uh, we have a few young guys that we can rotate through. And uh, on the defensive line, so we've actually tried to save Nick and play him uh, at that offensive line because, like I said, he can just run great people uh, when he wants to. You know, we've had to get on him a few times and, you know, talk to him about that and say, you have to do this each and every play. You know, and then he, he does real good. But, uh, I think it was a product of him getting tired of playing some defense uh, is why we kind of, you know, elected to uh, take him off there some and try to give him a break a little bit more. I'm going to run some numbers at you here, Coach, real quick. He got a sophomore quarterback in Cam Rice. In the last four weeks, his yards per uh, game have gone up 60, 115, 137, and 150. So in the last four weeks, he's throwing for more and more yards per game. Talk about how you're seeing – 
the maturation of Cam Rice, your sophomore quarterback so far this year? Yeah, he's getting better and better. I mean, honestly, by the day, it's funny. Uh, you know, I was just before I came on the show, I was texting back and forth with Coach McNew. Um, you know, he's been such a mentor to me. And, uh, you know, and we just talked about some little things. And, you know, he still comes to all the games and notices things. And we talk and he, you know, just relays me information and everything. I just try to soak up everything that he's willing to teach me. And, um, it's just little things with Cam and his mechanics. You know, he is only a sophomore, so uh, he's learning. And, again, we're putting a little bit more on his plate. And I think that's helped him in the past game. Like you said, the numbers each week are going up just a little bit more and more uh, because we've, again, continued to put a little bit more on his plate. And so, uh, you know, he's such a quick learner. and a, You know, he's a student of the game. You tell him one time and he understands it and he picks it up, you know. So those are the types of things that, you know, we can continue to do and develop and add to our offense. Uh, is he picks it up, you know, and here we are game six now, uh, you know, he basically is not a sophomore anymore. Joined by Morgantown High head coach, Matt Lacey. Coach talked about Nick Malone earlier. You got another very good senior on that line. What's it been like to coach Jaden Wolfley and, and not just him over the last couple of years, but also Maverick and Stone, the, uh, the Wolfleys before him. Yeah. Yeah. That's been quite a nice uh, little pipeline for us, you know, having all three of those guys, I've got the pleasure of, you know, coaching them all and, uh, they're all off, you know, Maverick and Stone are off doing their things. Uh, Maverick, he was fortunate just uh, last week or the week before he caught his first you know, collegiate touchdown pass, so that was really special uh, for him to do. Um, but just just great, you know, uh, family that they come from, you know, obviously a long bloodline of, uh, you know, college NFL players and, you know, and family and their grandfather, uh, you know, played in the NFL and, uh, like I said, uncles played in the NFL, so you know they come with some you know, some background knowledge. You know, sometimes some of these kids, uh, when you talk to them, it's like that. You know, they're they're new at football. Well, you know, those guys have been exposed. They grew up, uh, you know, around football their their entire lives. So um, it's very nice to coach those guys. You know, they're kind of like the same mold as Cam. You tell them one time, they understand it, and they can pick things up. Um, you know, and all three of them just uh, were big pleasures to coach. They're great young men. Um, just can't say enough about, you know, those guys and that family. All right. Your pancake schedule continues. Uh, <laughs> you, you know, a lot of folks think, well, it's Eastern Panhandle and it's not Martinsburg. So what the heck? But <laughs> let me tell you something. You know, as well as I do, Matt, this undefeated Musselman team coming across the mountain Friday night. They're, they got, you're going to have your hands full. Oh, no doubt about it. You know, I've uh, you kind of come friends with Coach Thomas a little bit over there and he and I. Um, you know, talk every now and again. And, uh, you know, I know they're going to be extremely well coached. You put the film on, uh, obviously, the Hartman kid. He stands out right away. Um, and, you know, you look at what they've done to opponents. I think, you know, when the ratings came out the other day, I looked, they've given up the third fewest points um, in AAA. I think only through the, you know, the first four games they played 54, uh, 55 points somewhere in that neighborhood. So, um, you know, not only do they have those explosive playmakers on offense, they play lights out on defense. All right, my friend. Boy, you brought up a great name and Glenn McNew. Wow. Wow. Quite a great friend. <laughs> uh, old Mullins yeah. boy that had a lot of success in Morgantown, didn't he? Yeah, he's, you know, Glenn's been great. Like I said, I was fortunate enough I played for Glenn, you know, Morgantown High, and then that's how I cut my coaching teeth, play, you know, coaching under Glenn, um, you know, back here back in 1999. And, I uh, just got to learn so much from him, and uh, you know now that I've taken on a little different role in the program, he's just done just phenomenal mentoring. Just, even the little things, it's not even some of the X and O stuff 
um, that Glenn brings to me. He just he tells me, you know, just little things of how to uh, practice, how to manage the staff, you know, things that um, you don't necessarily get as an assistant. You don't get that kind of experiences uh, to do. So having somebody, um, you know, with his and uh, who's willing to be able to learn and, uh, you know, explore him and ask him things and be a sounding board for it. It's just, it's just been what an experience for me. Has he taken you fishing yet? I was just going to ask him that. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to ask him. Uh, he is a yeah, fisherman. It's a little hard for me with three kids running around the house, and he, he's out there at the, you know, daybreak at dawn most of the time, <laughs> and then he stays out all day. So it's a little difficult for me. But, you know, we talk about it, and, uh, you know, we just haven't been able to hook up. And, but we definitely, now that my kids are getting a little bit older, we can – uh, you know, definitely hook up and, and do that for sure. All right, buddy. Hey, appreciate your time tonight. Best of luck on Friday night, and we'll certainly be listening. And uh, Dave Wilson and the crew will have the call of the game, and we'll be checking it out. Best of luck to you, okay? All right, Doug. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it so much. There you go. Head coach Matt Lacey of those Morgantown Mohegans. And, guys, I'm telling you, you can't find – you can't find an easy team on that schedule they played or going to play. It's amazing. No, you're exactly right. You talked about Steubenville. You talked about Parkersburg, Fort Hill. Brooks having a little bit of a down season. Now, Lindsley gets to bounce back after that game against Morgantown yeah. and get Wheeling Central right after that. Thanks but, a uh, lot, right? Yeah, but uh, I'm glad you brought up Coach McNew. Obviously, yeah. um, right around 1996 is when they got back in the playoff run and kind of started that run for Morgantown High. And it was actually a game at Princeton. And and I'm glad you mentioned fishing as well, because I know after Coach McNew retired, I'd run into him around town to ask him how retirement was going. And somewhere in that conversation, fishing would always come up. Guarantee it. Guarantee it. Need to take our next break. Coming up, head coach Darren Hayes. He's been at North Marion for 10 years. I didn't realize that. 10 years at North Marion. But we'll talk with Darren when we return on High School Sports Line. Have you ever wondered just who are the friends of coal? Well, there are 50,000 West Virginia families who support the state's coal industry, and they look a lot like you. Honest, hardworking, good neighbors who want a future for themselves and their state. They're coal miners, housewives, school teachers, mechanics, doctors, college professors, pizza delivery guys, your friends. The Friends of Coal know and understand the importance of the coal industry to our state's economy. They know about the 60,000 jobs the coal industry creates in our state. They know about the $25 billion the industry pumps into our economy. And they know that without coal, our state would face an economic catastrophe. Come to think of it, that sounds like most West Virginians. Let Congress know you are a proud West Virginian and you are a friend of coal. Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. We used to think all lung cancer was the same. Now we know that each tumor may have a different genetic makeup. Several different molecular types of lung cancer have been identified. By performing molecular testing on a lung cancer tumor, doctors can try to determine what's causing the cancer to grow. It's a different way of looking at lung cancer because lung cancer can affect anyone, the young or old. Smokers or non-smokers, you or me. Knowing the molecular profile of my tumor helped determine my treatment options. Anyone can get lung cancer, and not all lung cancers are the same. 
Talk to your doctor to see if molecular testing is appropriate for you. Visit lungcancerprofiles.com to learn more. That's lungcancerprofiles.com. A public service of six leading lung cancer advocacy groups with support from Pfizer Oncology. Wildfires burn millions of acres each year. And each year, wildland firefighters like Fire Chief James Hall battle to contain them. But they can't do it alone. A single ember that escapes from a wildfire can travel more than a mile. It can ignite and destroy your home, your community, or more. That single ember can be just as dangerous as the wildfire itself. But you can do something firefighters can't. You can act now to prepare your home and your community for wildfire. You can reduce the risk. Do your part. Go to fireadaptive.org. Get fire adapted. Learn what you can do now to reduce wildfire damage later at fireadapted.org. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. Learn more at fireadapted.org. Metro News, your source for high school sports in West Virginia. Welcome back into the program. Fred and Dave and Joe with you on this, a Wednesday evening. We're talking high school sports tonight. Talking a lot about high school football. And again, the program, though, throughout the course of the season, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do more than just high school football. Again, we're going to talk some golf next week and uh, probably throw in a couple of other high school sports. So uh, hang around if you're... I started to say, if you're not a football fan, but my goodness, who would that be? I don't know anyone that's not a football fan. I know one guy that's definitely a football fan. That's Darren Hayes, head coach of the Black and Silver Huskies of North Marion. Darren, welcome in, buddy. How are you, Fred? Doing well, doing well, sir. Let's talk about this ball club you have, three and two, and I, I know you have a bye week this week. Let's talk about these first five games. What have you seen out of your young men? Uh, well, I mean, I think we've progressed. Obviously, our schedule doesn't allow for a whole lot of blunders. Uh, you say you say three and two, and you're correct. But my goodness, we uh, the two teams that we've lost to haven't lost a game yet. So, so we played some solid competition. I think we've we played really well in sports. We need to be really a lot more consistent. Uh, and and I think that comes with with having some young guys getting to, getting their feet wet in varsity football. Uh, but consistency is a, a word that sticks out. Something that we've really been drilling in their head this week. Uh, with the bye week, I think bye week couldn't have came at a better time. We played a lot of great halves and great like, great spurts and drives and whatnot, but we really have to still struggle to put a full game together. And I think if we do that, we're a pretty good football team. You know, you talk about the two teams you've lost to Nicholas County and Fairmont senior coach and North Marion lost that season opener against the uh, Grizzlies of Nicholas County. You led that one twelve nothing. And then in the win over Elkins last weekend, you scored 28 points in the second half. Is that kind of what you're talking about? I mean, you haven't exactly. really put that full game together. Jump out 12 nothing, exactly. lose, and 28 points last week. No, exactly. And not only those two, but also the Preston and the Eastside games. I mean, the East Vermont game stands out because we come out and ran nine plays in the first quarter and scored on five of them. Uh, and then the second quarter, we go completely stagnant and have to punt it twice. Uh, when we really were looking for an opportunity to play our young guys for more, the majority of the second half, um, we, had to, we had to play them a little bit in the third to kind of put the game away. Um, and the Nicholas game is going to be one that haunts me for a long time because 
we really played solid on the defense and into things. Uh, the whole first half, I think we held them to 40-some yards of total offense, and we go in at halftime only up 12-8 and giving them the football coming out uh, because of an errant snap on a punt. So, so we've kind of been a lot of a lot of uh, self-imposed, self-inflicted uh, 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 hardships, really. But uh, we got to we got to continue to to improve. We got to keep quit putting ourselves behind the sticks with penalties and such. Um, but but that's that's something that I think everybody struggles with, and we just we have to overcome it and, and become a lot more solid. Darren, just seven points allowed in each of your last two games. Going back last week against Elkins. Now, that's an offense. I know you saw them in the preseason in your Grill-Rama, and you've seen what they've done over the last couple of years. The system hasn't changed. But how difficult is that to stop, and what were you guys able to do effectively to, to slow them down? Well, that's something. Uh, we, we've been able, uh, I don't want to say two platoon, because by no means do we have enough kids to do that. Uh, but we do essentially have a starting unit that plays O and a starting unit that plays D. Um, and, and, and their backups come from the other side of the ball. Um, and we've got some defensive linemen and linebackers who have really taken a lot of pride in stopping the run. And, that, and that's, uh, that's a testament to, to Gary Lanham and Chris Monick, who are our D-line coaches. Um, they've really taken a large sense of pride in that. And uh, coming into that Elkins game, we knew that that was going to be our biggest test to date uh, to rush the ball for over 100, which is our goal every week is to try to hold people under 100 on the ground. Um, they were able to get past the 100 yard mark, but on 48 attempts, I think they finished with 123, which is a pretty solid dice. Um, but uh, obviously, obviously, coming off the bye week, you're going to get the real, the re- the biggest test probably, with the exception of maybe Bluefield at this point. Uh, you're going to get the biggest test of in Bridgeport of a team that really wants to ground the ball out. So we're going to find out if, how good we are at really truly stopping the run when Jake Butler comes to town. So, so we got to continue to improve and use this bye week to our advantage. You know, Darren, I, I think in my mind, certainly, and I, I got a feeling you're going to agree with me that one of the better athletes in, in the north central part of the state has has to be Desmond Fluharty. How's he? What's he meant to your ball club? He means everything to us. He's a great program kid who's a four year player for us. Um, this senior class, well, it looks pretty large in numbers. Essentially, only five of these guys have played all four seasons with us. We were able to pick up a lot of them in the off season, going into their junior and sophomore seasons. Uh, but Des is one of those guys. And his ability to catch the ball and make plays in space makes him pretty special in comparison to the other backs in our league. We're, we're really uh, – the Big Ten, I mean, it's, that's going to be a great coaches meeting to sit through when you got to pick an all-conference back between uh, Davidson and Bowen and Desmond. And uh, I mean, there's Talkington Boy from Elkins. There's a, we got four or five backs that are already eclipsing the, or eclipsing the 700 mark five games in. Um, but Des has been able to do a lot on the ground for us. He's made some big plays. Uh, the Fairmont Senior Game stands out. He caught a little little screen pass out of the backfield and goes er, and goes 60 to kind of keep that one within striking distance early on. Uh, he caught a pass to really put the game away for us last week, where we were able to stretch the stretch Elkins' defense vertically with some go routes, hit him on a swing in the flats, and let him run a little bit. Uh, so realistically, his all-purpose yards are, are through the roof. Not only rushing, and then he turns around and he's one of really two guys that plays in that 100-snap-a-game uh, range for us because he turns around and plays free safety for us. And that's, that's something hopefully against Bridgeport and definitely against Elkins that we were able to, to reduce our defensive back play, only playing three true DBs and adding an extra linebacker. Um, and that's kind of the theme for, for next week as well so that we can keep him a little more fresh because, because he really he's electric when he gets the ball and gets it to space. 
So I think everybody's everybody's goal with him is to try to stop him before he gets started. And and our our linemen know that if they give him a crease, he's got a chance to make something happen. So we just got to keep having the stun, doing the right things, and then he can do some great stuff for us. Talking with North Marion head football coach Darren Hayes, he was talking about Desmond Fluharty just a second ago. And I think, coach, a couple times you've talked about maybe having some younger players at some position. So how important is it for some of these seniors like a Desmond Fluharty to kind of uh, groom the next? batch of Huskies that are coming up? Well, I mean, I think our program, that's where we thrive. Uh, our JV guys, the way that we practice, I think is uh, one of my one of my passions, and some of these guys like make fun of me for one of my passions is really uh, getting out and watching other people practice, because I think you can always learn something good or bad that you can pick up from somebody else, particularly at the high school ranks. Uh, so, Last year we weren't in the playoffs, so I was able to get. I, I went out to Eastern Panhandle and watched Martinsburg, or not Martinsburg, uh, Muslim practice with uh, with Coach Thomas out there one day. Uh, went to St. Mary's and, and hung out with Coach Moat for a day. Of course, I always hang out with my buddy John Kelly down in, in university. Um, and I think we're always looking for ways to, to incre- improve our practices. But something that we do that's different than anybody else, I think, is we're able to coach both sides and call it simultaneously so all my coaches only coach one position they don't have an o position and a d position which seems crazy at the high school ranks but our jv guys get the exact same number of reps that our varsity guys get um and they run through the program from the time they're in the ninth grade and 14 years old uh they get the that they're two days a week in the weight room just the opposite two days a week that our varsity is during the season uh their off-season program's pretty well identical just a little bit of changes because of the structure of their body and whatnot um but them being able to see Dez's practice habits, um, and, and not just Dez, but some of our linemen as well. Uh, Dalton, at quarterback, has been awesome for Brody Hall, our freshman quarterback's development. Gunner's practice habits in the same boat. Um, those guys serve as great role models in terms of being able to watch and see what, how it's supposed to be done. And the tempo of our practice, we've always, we always strive. We do not uh, – we very seldom – this week, my guys, I think, think I'm mad at them because this five weeks is the first time, really, that we condition outside of camp. Um, because the tempo and speed of our practice, we feel like, gets as much conditioning as we need. Um, most people might get 10 scout plays in. We're fortunate enough to run two scout huddles and be able to get 20 in the same period of time. And everything's on a segment timer. And we're, we're tempo, tempo, tempo from the get-go. Uh, and it takes a little while sometimes to break them into to playing at the pace that I want them to play at. Uh, they're, they're sometimes harder to break than, than you'd like them to be. But usually by the time they get through that first year in the program, um, they've established great practice habits. And when we really started to turn the corner and be able to have some winning seasons and, and make that playoff run a couple of years ago and things like that, um, was when our kids stopped viewing practice. It's just something that they have to do. Uh, we don't have pra- – I talk to other people that have practice attendance issues. We don't have practice attendance issues. Uh, it's a rarity for any of our guys to miss uh, because it's just the, the expectation uh, that's set upon them, not just from our coaching staff, but also from the leaders in their position group, the leaders on our team. So uh, – so I think from a personal standpoint, those guys being seniors, they've learned from great guys before them, and so and it, and it will just continue, I hope. So who are you going to go watch practice Friday night? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'd like to go to a game, but I haven't really decided. Obviously, uh, might, might head to Buckhannon, but I, I've got I've already got some Bridgeport tape, started yeah. kind of breaking them down. Uh, I think Bird and Lewis could be an interesting game. I actually had considered uh, maybe earning some brownie points and taking my wife uh, taking my taking my wife away and maybe. Uh, I even considered going to Mount Ridge because I've never been there, and I think Mount Ridge and Frankfurt, I'd like to see what Frankfurt has. Uh, just as far, and not somebody that we play, but just like I said, to get out there. I'm, I was a high school football fan long before I was a high school football coach. Yeah. So uh, 
So I've, me and a buddy of mine that's on my staff, Dave Ackleberry, we really take a lot of pride in going to different stadiums. And, and I've been in this game long enough, even though it feels like I'm still young, I've uh, been in this game long enough that uh, that I've, I've established pretty good relationships with a lot of different coaches. And, and it's, it's a unique fraternity. It's a, it's a great experience to be able to work with these guys hand-in-hand. Hand. Uh, the North-South game this year was an awesome experience with, with getting to know some of those guys down there that have been at it for quite some time, getting to know some kids from other programs and whatnot. And just picking up pointers. I mean, I think if you're not learning, then you're, if you're not moving forward, you're probably moving backwards. So Dar- we're always looking to grow and move forward. Darren, you better be smart and take your wife out somewhere, man. Come on. Yeah, Greg, that, that's, some that's, for, that's for 100% sure. She, <laughs> she don't get to see a whole heck of a lot of it. I came home came home last night. She said, how was practice? I said, not good. She said, all right, I'm going to sleep in Landry's room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been married long enough that she uh she could see it coming. We we avoid any kind of confrontations by <laughs> by kind of, by being proactive, I suppose. Not only are you a great coach, you're a very smart husband, buddy. I'm telling you. <laughs> hey man, I appreciate your time tonight. Best of luck, okay? Hey, I appreciate you, man. Anytime. Always great talking to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Darren Hayes, the head coach of the North Marion Huskies. Let's uh stay in roughly the same area. Head coach John Cole of the Bridgeport Indians joins the program now. Johnny, welcome in, buddy. How you doing, uh, Fred? I'm, I'm on with the A team tonight, so <laughs> looking forward to it. Yeah, it's going to be fun. <laughs> We're going to have a good time here. I want to talk about – I, I said this, uh, and Dave and I were talking on game night last week, and I said, I, I think we're going to find out a whole lot about the Bridgeport Indians and how they bounce back against RCB yeah. after losing the first game of the season to Fairmont Senior. And you guys did exactly what I thought you were going to do. So, uh, first of all, really, really nice bounce back win last week. Yeah, it, it was, and I'm I'm real happy uh, for our kids and Fred for for our coaching staff. Our, our coaching staff's uh, new um, for the most part, and uh, you know we've been scratching our head a little bit at times uh, dealing with things we've had to deal with, but uh, I was real happy for our kids. I'm glad you have faith in us. I, it was uh, it was a tough week of practice, uh, and we had we had a couple of kids banged up, and uh, a couple times in that second half, it didn't look like it was going to happen. But uh, our, our our kids kept playing, and uh, hopefully that will continue. You've knocked off RCB 41-35, Coach Jake Bowen, 252 yards rushing and five touchdowns. But I would imagine there was a point there in the second half when you really had to turn things around. You trailed against RCB and really had to rally to pull that thing out. Talk about how you were able to come back and avoid that second straight loss. Well, uh, you're right. We, we we did have to rally. I mean, Robert T. Bird is, uh, is, is a good football team, and they, they put up numbers on everyone, just about everyone they played, maybe except for Fairmont. And uh, uh, it, it was tough. We were, we were a little outmanned on the line of scrimmage. Um, we weren't tackling well. You know, uh, they've got a couple of really good running backs. When, when they catch the edge on you and they get squared up and they start running downhill, uh, there aren't too many people that are going to be able to, to put them on the ground real easy. We weren't able to either. And, you know, we're not happy about that. We haven't played defense like that in a while. But um, the, the kids just uh, they hung in there, and I think maybe – uh, we were in a little better shape, possibly, and then we got uh, we got a little confidence. We uh, 
we blocked a little better when they started getting a little tired, maybe. And uh, and Jake uh, is is phenomenal. I mean, uh, I was like, oh my goodness, uh, we don't have a quick strike offense here. But you know, when you think about it, when you have Jake Bowen in the backfield, if, if the kids can open up a hole and they know it, uh, and he can get through there and make one cut, he can score quick. And and thankfully that that's what happened. And then we got a little momentum on our side at the end of the game and stuck it in again, and then thank, thankfully with about two minutes left, our uh, defense was, was uh, uh, fortunate enough to, to stop them finally, and, and that sealed it. So uh, uh, it, was, it, was, it was nerve-wracking. I don't know how fun it was. At times it was fun to watch. A lot of times it wasn't. But uh, like I said, I'm, just, I'm happy for our kids uh, and, and happy for the coaching staff. John, you're down 10 in that fourth quarter. Bowen gets his fourth touchdown, and you're back within a couple of points. There's still time left. Did you think about kicking it deep, or at, at once you got that touchdown, did you know that you wanted to try that push well, kick, and how often is that practiced? Right. Um, we, we were having issues uh, with, with the kickoff uh, team, and or actually with a little bit of the kicking. I mean, we must have matched the points early in that game, uh, and then – we, uh, our kicker kicked a couple out of bounds, which, you know, we have we one kick that has, but we got some bad bounds and, and, and kicked it out of bounds. And we were like, you know what, we're just going to, no matter what, we, we were going to uh, sky kick it, and, and that's what we did. Uh, oddly enough, the boys, we have two kickers, we have a senior and sophomore. The sophomore was hurt all week. So the, the senior doesn't, uh, Evan Austin doesn't, doesn't pack that to my knowledge very much. I mean, he may out on his own some, but we let the other boy do it in practice when we go to kickoff team. So, uh, Evan, uh, stepped up, redeemed himself, put it up in the air. And, uh, I don't know that Robert C. Bird really recognized it. Uh, you know, the kids on the side we kicked it to, but we kicked it to the wide side and, uh, it, it, it worked out really well. And like I said, that was the momentum thing. And then, uh, I don't know, five, six plays later, Jake goes around here and takes it in scores, and then we get the defense to stop. Talking with head coach John Cole of the Bridgeport Indians. And um, I've been around this game a long, long time. And yeah. I don't think that I've ever seen a better football player with a better last name and that stud of a linebacker who you list him as 180 pounds. He don't weigh 180 pounds. But he was an all-stater last year. Where in the world does Trey Pancake get that force from at linebacker? <laughs> he's uh, he's he's something else. Uh, he's uh, he he played. He had to play last year as a sophomore, and uh, and he he did okay. He was he was a little outmanned in, in some games. Uh, just because of his frame, and and really didn't get that much bigger this offseason. He plays baseball too, so uh, he he made some big plays for us, and uh, he also runs. He, he's playing offense this year some too, so he was in there blocking for Jake and and getting some carries himself. And uh, he he's one of those real instinctive players. I mean he he's a game night guy. He practices pretty good during the week, but game night. Uh, he knows his responsibilities, and, and he, he has that football IQ. And that have, uh, helped him last year. Started a little bit slow in the early part of the season with the scrimmages, but he, he, he's going to be solid for us, and, and we're fortunate to have it. 
Tell me about the consistency of Jake Bowen. I kind of look back week in, week out. He's finding the end zone consistently. I know you've got the offensive line that creates the holes, but what is it about Jake that makes him so consistent week in, week out? Well, he played, he had a real good year last year, and uh, he really started coming into his own. Now, last year we had a better offensive line than we do this year. But uh, what he started doing was, uh, he put his shoulders down, squared up, and, and went into to the hole. I mean, and he started doing that, uh, you know, what was it, week two against Liberty when we needed him to. And, uh, you know, sometimes with his speed, he likes to bounce it out a little bit. But he, he started really trusting the hole, and he's smart enough, mature enough to know that if we can, if we can get three, four, five yards on a play, uh, that's going to be good, and, and then we can suck the defense in a little bit, and then we can bounce it sometimes, either him or a quarterback can. So, uh, you know, he just he started trusting it, and, and that sort of worked out for us, and it gives the defense, so it really stresses them when they know that, that we can either hit it up inside or our quarterback can keep it and take it around. So, uh, you know, it's sort of pick your poison there, and that's sort of what happened. John, coming into the season, you knew that the lines on both sides of the ball were very much works in progress because of so many graduation right. losses. Five games in, you're halfway through the regular season. Where do those units stand now? Are they five games more experienced or truly five games better now? Um, I don't know, Joe. I, I, I think more experienced. Um, the seniors that we have playing, uh, they, they haven't played. I mean, this is the first year that most of them have played. Uh, it, it, it's sort of frustrating a little bit at times. You think, well, they've got it, and then, you know, you get the mistakes. But uh, we've had a pretty good week of practice this week. We've got to play uh, a, a big, strong Buchanan team on the road, and uh, they do a lot of different things on defense. So uh, I'm hoping that, that these guys can uh, communicate a little better and, like you said, actually not just, play games, but be experienced and be able to adjust on the run because uh, I've told them uh, a lot of times they, they've got some backs back there that, that can make things happen and, and can make them look really good when they're not really good. So um, hopefully they'll, they'll take advantage of that. And and also, you know, it seems like after the Robert C. Bird game, we, we sort of uh, uh, cruise a little bit, it seems like. And, and our you know, usually we have some experienced teams, a uh, little better personnel, and I don't know how much better they get till the time of the playoffs. But I told this group, and I really believe it, if, if they take this to heart and, and begin to communicate and work harder and, and concentrate on their technique and the, the fundamentals, they can be a Bridgeport team that gets better games 5 through 10. And, and that's what has to happen, especially on defense. So, Hopefully, uh, hopefully uh, that, that can happen and, and they can end up having a pretty good year. But we, we still have a lot of teams that can give us some problems starting Friday night. Well, if you get better games 5 through 10, then I <laughs> I pity those 5 through 10, I can tell you that. <laughs> hey, Johnny, going to let you yeah. go, buddy. I appreciate your time tonight, and uh, best of luck when you uh, tangle right. with Buck Hannon, okay? Sounds good. Sounds good. Thank you a lot. Appreciate it. Yes, sir. There you go. Head coach John Cole of those Bridgeport Indians on the way again to another great season. Can you imagine that team getting better in games 6 through 10? 
I thought that was good a, right I, now. I thought that was a very interesting comment about what he made, what he said there about getting better in week six through ten, and how some teams have kind of, I don't want to say coasted in a bad way. I know he meant that in a positive way, where they were just so experienced right. and so talented, and and I thought that was a very good comment from Coach Cole. This is a Bridgeport team that, like you said, the offensive line may not be as good as past years. There's some improvements to be made, and and I thought that was a very interesting comment. And I know we've talked in the past about, you know, going into the the bird or the Bridgeport Fairmont senior game that, you know, we knew that both of these teams, whoever didn't win was still going to be a playoff team. But, you know, if Bridgeport doesn't get that victory against Robert C. Bird, they're sitting at three and two, still have to face a good North Marion team, still have to go in week 10 to face a very good Kaiser team. So, you know, that victory over Robert C. Bird, apart from the huge amount of bonus points that they're going to take from that, because, you know, Bird is still going to get some victories coming in. That was huge for momentum for that team going into the second half. All right. Uh, we are up against a break. Got to take a break. We come back. Head coach Brad Dingus of Spring Valley Timberwolves. The Timberwolves are undefeated on the season. They have been very, very impressive so far this season. And we'll talk with Coach Dingus when we return on High School Sports Line. Metro News isn't just radio. It's a multimedia company that uses powerful tools like television, radio, and the Internet to help regional and statewide businesses brand and grow their market share. Our website, wvmetronews.com, boasts an average of over 660,000 unique monthly visitors and over 3.3 million average monthly page views. This allows our advertisers to brand themselves with people who depend on wvmetronews.com for their daily news, sports, and the latest government affairs. Experienced Metro News consultants develop digital advertising campaigns that offer aggressive creative digital strategies, including geofencing and search site and contextual retargeting to drive traffic to your website. These proven digital strategies result in highly qualified leads and an increased customer base for your business. Email info at wvmetronews.com to set up your free business consultation. That's info at wvmetronews.com. Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Owning a home is the American dream, but today's economy is challenging. Have you fallen behind on your mortgage payments? Many homeowners facing financial difficulty often feel lost and don't know where to turn for help. The airwaves are filled with offers of fast and simple relief. However, many find these offers often lead to damaged credit, higher debt, and ultimately the loss of one's home. If it seems like there's no way out, know there is legitimate help available. The National Foundation for Credit Counseling is a nonprofit organization that has provided answers and concrete solutions to consumers in situations just like yours for more than 60 years. Our certified housing specialists will work with you to review your finances and create a custom plan that's right for your specific situation. NFCC member agencies provide free and affordable help and meet U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development standards. Call 866-687-6322 or visit mortgagehelpnow.org. As I went through school, one giant question loomed over me. What did I want to be? But in order to know what I wanted to be, I had to first decide what I wanted to make. I wanted to make more. So I became a teacher. Now I make learning a privilege, not a chore. And frustration, a tool, not an obstacle. I make working hard seem easy and giving up impossible. I make an old subject feel like a fresh thought and unconventional methods common. 
I make material things less important. And little things, like patience and kindness, count. I make weekdays more exciting than weekends, and classrooms feel like anything but. I make things different, which is all I ever hoped for. I'm a teacher. I make more. Find out how you can make more at teach.org. Make more. Teach. Brought to you by Teach and the Ad Council. Stay connected with your favorite school online anytime at WVMetroNews.com. This is the High School Sports Line. Welcome back into the program. Fred and Dave and Joe with you until 9 this evening. Let's turn our attention to Class AAA football and the Spring Valley Timberwolves. 5-0 and on the season, having another wonderful year. Head coach Brad Dingus joins us now. Brad, welcome into the program, buddy. Appreciate you guys having me. Hey, our pleasure. Believe me, man. I'm telling you the truth. You guys, you got something going on at Spring Valley, buddy. I mean, you really do. You got one heck of a program happening right now. Uh, it's uh, it's easy when you got some good kids. You know, we've got we're up uh, a little high right now and got some good kids coming through the program and put together probably three or four good classes back to back to back. So uh, you know, it's easy. It's easy to. Uh, uh, do some things when you got some great kids. Five and zero to start the year. Wins the last couple of weeks over South Charleston on the road. Then at George Washington, and I say this very tongue in cheek, Coach. So, uh, is this a passing team or is this a running team? Because you threw for over three hundred yards last week and uh, rushed obviously for over three hundred the week before that. So I say that tongue in cheek. This is becoming a passing team at Spring Valley. We're a running team. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it. Uh, you know, it, it. It just happened the way it did. You know, we've been playing Nate Ellis there quarterback, and kind of landed on the ball, knocked the wind out of him, and we put Will in the ball game, who's more of a pocket passer, and uh, we, you know, we got some certain looks, and and felt like we could get some one-on-one matches with uh, Grace and Malashevich out there. It just kind of worked out, and we kept going with it, and they stayed in it. So, uh, you know, that's one of the things that I think we probably threw for more yards Friday night than what we did all last season. So, uh, but no, we're a running team. Don't get, I don't want everybody to get too excited. So, we're not going to get too excited about the passing game, but it, it has to be nice to know that going up against some of the teams yeah. in the back half of your schedule, you at least have that as an option if you need to go to it, right? Yeah. I mean, we can do it. We practice it a lot. Um, you know, but we, we like to, uh, you know, we got a pretty good defense. They've been playing really well. And, and you know, if we can kind of grind out the clock and, and, and really kind of shorten the game and, and make it as physical and ugly as possible, that's what we really want to do. When you look, though, at your ball club, and, and let's just start with a kid that that everybody talks about, anchoring it up front is Doug Nestor, and he's already committed to Ohio State. And that's, uh, that's a pretty good guy to kind of build everything around, isn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, Doug. Doug's played. He's probably forty plus games already. Uh, you know, and he's just five games into his senior year. So there's not. He's probably coming close to almost fifty. So he's getting an extra season. He, that guy's played a lot of varsity football. He started every game since he entered in. And you know, he's a he's a big mammoth kid, and he's a great kid, but a great worker. And you know, we're going to run behind his big rear end as, as much as we can. 
offensively, this ball club has so many different names that kind of stand out, and Fred kind of touched on that a little bit. But uh, how has the team kind of adjusted over the last couple of years as, as not really being the team that was on the hunt, but kind of the team that's being hunted? I mean, this team just year in, year out, just picks it up and puts it down. You have to be very proud of the program. Yeah, we've got a lot of kids that's bought in and uh, a bunch of uh, unselfish kids. I mean, they don't care who gets the recognition. And when you got something like that, and it's more about the team and more about winning, you got something special. And that's what uh, that's what happened here the last three or four years is you know, the kids are really bought into it, and uh, all they want to do is win football games. And uh, you know we got a bunch of kids out. I mean, we're one of the smaller Triple A schools in the state. We're barely over a thousand, and we've got 105 kids out right now. So uh, you know everybody's kind of drinking the Kool Aid a little bit, but the kids enjoy winning, and they enjoy. When when kids other kids on the team have success and the other kids get excited, you know that's when you realize you got some good things going on. Some good things going on certainly with your line play. You mentioned Doug Nestor earlier, Zach Williamson, obviously a known quantity as well. How about Wyatt Millam as a sophomore? Has he started to mature a little bit more quickly than you thought? And you know, obviously, you know, he's getting Division One offers. You're if you're a good player, you're going to be found. But how much of his the attention that he's received is because of maybe some of those other guys that have been there as well? Oh, definitely. I know the uh, one of the first offers he got from Louisville was. Uh, you know, where Zach was committed, they got on our huddle to watch and see how Zach did that, that week. And, um, you know, he wasn't able to play because of the leg injury. He was still coming back. So he didn't play the first couple of weeks, but they got on there just to check it out. And, you know, we talked to the coaches and they was like, who's that kid in his spot? <laughs> he was like, you know, that's a sophomore kid. And, you know, they said, well, you let him know he's got an offer at Louisville. So, I mean, that, that's, that's one of the big things that, you know, people get on there and they watch these kids and, uh, Two we got, and, and you know it, it, it helped. Why it definitely benefited from it, but you know he's a gritty kid. He finishes. He probably finishes better than anybody we've ever had. He's and he's just a young pup. I mean, he ain't got no hair on his face and <laughs> walks around, and smiles all the time. And he don't know what's going on. So uh, you know, it's he, he's having the time of his life right now. I think, I think, I think he's getting ready to do some pass blocking, coach. <laughs> <laughs> well. I think I'd rather talk to Brad Dingus than anybody. I mean, really. All right, let me bring up another name. Uh, that's it's another part of the game, and I'm checking. I'm trying to find out. I'm not so sure that Zane Porter didn't set a state record last week with the number of extra points the kid had. What do you have? Ten? Uh, no. Well, I I think he missed one. I'm not so sure. <laughs> okay, at nine. Okay, but yeah. I mean that's a heck of yeah. a that's a heck of an instrument to have. Yeah, and he uh, he play, he starts corner for us too. So I mean he's a big part of our football team. He handles all the kicking and and uh, and plays corner for us. So uh, you know he's probably got the best hands on the team too. Just we don't play very many wide receivers. <laughs> but you know he's uh, he's a weapon, and he you know probably about half the time he can boot it down it. Uh, in the end zone off the tee. So, I mean, that's that's definitely a weapon when when your defense is playing well and you back somebody up to the 20 where they got to go 80 yards. That's it's, it's a big weapon to have. The balance on offense, balance running the football with Owen Chafin, Isaac Howard, Grayson Malisevich, you have to obviously like the balance you have in that backfield with so many different weapons carrying the football. Yeah, that's the beauty of the wing tee is, uh, you know, a lot of people just play with a lot of one backs and stuff and, you know, we we play with three, and we got three weapons, and then our quarterback can run it. But 
it's hard to take away everything. And, and you'll look, you go down, and you, you kind of if you're a stat guy and you look at the stats, you know, be some games that uh, you know Owen's got a big game, and the other ones Ike will have a big game, and then and Grayson he's always somehow making something happen. So it, it's a three-headed monster back here. I know, uh, and we've kind of come, um, you know, we're we're almost like the Georgia Tech. Now, I mean, nobody uh, – I think we're about the only team that still huddles anymore, too. So, uh, um, you know, it, it's something different that, that nobody sees week in and week out. Most people will kind of huddle and, and get in the gun and, and and do a bunch of stuff. And we're, we're a little old school. We like to – we don't run to the football. We kind of walk out of the huddle and try to snap it with under five seconds to go and, uh, you know, make it make it as ugly as possible. Well, Brad, uh, it's finally here, Capital Game Week, a game that obviously a lot of uh, people around the state have had their eye on probably before the, even the season started. Both teams coming in 5-0. and Is there a different bounce in practice this week amongst the guys, or do you try to keep everything like it's just another week? Uh, you know, it, it, we try to keep it like it's another week. It's, I mean, it's, it's the sixth game of the season. Uh, you know, who, whoever ends up winning this game, Friday night is going to be just fine as the playoffs go in. Um, it's not a season, um, but it, it also gives you a pretty good boost as far as come playoff seating and wanting to play at home, but it's not the end of the world. So, um, you know, we, we try not to get too hyped about it. You know, these kids are 15, 16, 17 years old. They get a little hyped and burn a bunch of emotion, but we've tried to just play it normal, just like a normal week. Um, and, you know, Stay focused and try to get better because you want to be playing the best you can play when you go to the playoffs. And you know, we we talked about it. You know, it, let's worry about us right now and not the opponent so much, and work on getting better and better through the week. Yeah, and bottom line is with the schedule you play, if they want to get hyped up again, just look at next week or the next week or the next week. I mean, you know, it's just that kind of a schedule. Well, buddy, best of luck to you on Friday night. Two undefeated teams, definitely going to be our Class AAA game of the week. So we'll be watching it and listening to the game on the radio as we get ready for game night. So best of luck to you, okay? All righty. I appreciate it. Go Wolves. There you go. That's head coach Brad Dingus. And uh, he's got more lines than anybody I think I ever talked to. He's one of the good ones. He really is. Hey, we need to take a break. We got behind. We have, I think we got two more left. Breaks, breaks yeah. we, we very well may, because yeah. I think we had Darren Hayes yeah, we and did Coach Cole uh, back-to-back. All right, let's take, let's take a break. We'll get ready and uh, get ready to talk with head coach Terry Smith of Williamstown. We return on High School Sports Line. Son, you have your helmet, mouth guard, and cleats? Don't worry, I've got him. We do all we can to protect our kids from physical harm. But what about hurts parents can't always see? Changes in personality, sleeping or eating habits, excessive fear or worry, social isolation. Spend time with your kids having fun and helping them learn coping skills for when times get tough. Be your child's biggest fan. Talk, listen, and ask how you can help. It's all about relationships. A message from West Virginia Project AWARE. Being a parent means being involved. Most West Virginia parents agree it's our responsibility to talk with our kids about the dangers of substance use, to limit the availability of alcohol, and to restrict access to prescription drugs. As parents, it's who we are. Concerned, involved, supportive. West Virginia. To learn more, please visit wearwv.org. Supported by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Center for Substance Abuse Prevention, and the West Virginia Department of Health and Human Resources, Bureau for Behavioral Health and Health Facilities. 
Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes, or when you donated her private diary to the public library, or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds, over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that, and that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. The sports talk continues on the high school sports line from Metro News. Welcome back into the program. Fred and Dave and Joe with you on a Wednesday night, final Wednesday night of the month of September. My goodness gracious, October starts on Monday. Uh, High school football into week number six. And uh, up next on our program, a guy that we've known for quite a while, Terry Smith, head coach of Williamstown. Terry, welcome in, buddy. Uh, Evening. How are you doing, Fred? I'm doing well. How in the world... Were you, what, 15 when you started coaching? Because you've been at Williamstown for, what, 15 years now. So you must yeah, have been. Yeah, right. I've been, uh, let me think here. Now I'm 59, and I'll, uh, this is my 15th year. Wow. Yeah, that's right, 15th year. Great program yeah. you have there. There's no question about that. I think a lot of folks, and let's just be honest and upfront, you open the season and you get shut out 33 to nothing. Said, uh-oh, what's wrong with Williamstown? Well, obviously, absolutely nothing is wrong with Williamstown. You've ripped off four in a row right now. you got a St. Mary's ball club coming to your place on Friday night. Let's talk about your team, Terry. What uh, What do you like about it right now? Well, I'll tell you what, I really like uh, – the main thing I like is it's just kind of fun to go to and to coach these guys because uh, guys have been working hard and have really uh, – just try to put themselves out, you know, and, and you know, nothing's really changed and what, from what we did in August. It's just, you know, I, I think Willie Central's just pretty good, you know. I mean, just real, real good. And, um, 
you know, we thought we'd do all right. Now we only got like 30 guys. Usually we're in the 40s. And, uh, but I tell you what, the kids are playing, are working hard. And uh, every day everybody shows up. I don't have to, you know, pull any teeth to get guys to come. And uh, I don't know, I enjoy being around the guys. Your quarterback is a senior in Carter Haynes, but when I look at your offense at Williamstown, literally every week you've scored more points than the week before. Then I look at your roster, and outside of the senior quarterback, it seems like there's a lot of underclassmen, a lot of juniors and some younger players on that offensive side. Has it been a case with the Yellow Jackets kind of getting some of these younger players in stride offensively each week? Well, we, you know, um, we just kind of follow the seniors. Uh, you know, I really... I think it's just, uh, you know, Carter's a big part of that, but we have two offensive linemen that are, you know, our senior starters. And, uh, and I just think, you know, the, the seniors are just, you know, I, I don't know, they jumped on board. You know, they, of course, they've been on board since they were freshmen. And uh, they just, you know, they, they, they've led us and they work real hard. And, uh, and some of the younger guys have, uh, you know, followed them and have performed pretty well so far, knock on wood. We're here with Williamstown head coach Terry Smith uh, after that, Wheeling Central game in your season over four consecutive road games. That's a stretch that started with a victory over Magnolia 20-8. to How important was it to respond in that game against a very good Magnolia team to let your guys know that you'd be okay? Well, you know, I mean, of course it was important, you know, but it's just something like you just try to try to take things week to week. And, uh, we, you know, we ended up playing Wheeling Central, and I don't think, you know, we felt real good about ourselves, but uh, – you know, there's a few times we moved the ball and we had a couple of mistakes, and I thought if we could maybe, uh, you know, quit making the mistakes like motion penalties and uh, we had a turnover fumble, uh, maybe we could be in the game. And, you know, of course, you never know what's going to do with Magnolia because they're always real good. And, uh, and you know, uh, they gave us a football. I think they had five turnovers, so... Uh, you know, we always appreciate that for sure. <laughs> you know, though, you know, Terry, you, 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 after Wheeling, you had Magnolia and you had a good Marietta team and you had a Ravenswood team that was undefeated. So you just keep knocking them off as you come. I guess since that, that opening season loss to Wheeling Central, it's just had to be, you know, next game up attitude and uh, work hard and take care of business. And same thing happening this week. You've got – St. Mary's coming to your place, and here's a ball club that year in and year out has been just like the Yellow Jackets, always very, very good. Jody's having it a little tough right now, but uh, he, he gets a win last week for the first time. Give me your thoughts on uh, this uh, St. Mary's ball club coming in. Right. Well, you know, um, you know, of course you, you mentioned um, <clears throat> that I've been doing this for a while, but uh, none of the kids that, we, that we're coaching right now are beating St. Mary's, you know, so – uh, that's been, you know, we get everybody's attention this week at practice, and, and that's the thing I look at, you know, I really look forward to. I knew we'd have a good week, and so far we've had a good week of practice. But none of those kids have, have beaten St. Mary's. Even like, you know, when we won the state championship in 2014, you know, those guys, these, these guys, the seniors now, I think, were in eighth grade. And uh, it just, yeah, and it's, it makes going to practice a lot easier, like I was saying before. And, um, you look at St. Mary's, and they're always tough, and they always play hard. I saw, of course, little, little rivals. We're only about 25 miles apart. And uh, so, you know, these guys, you know, for a while there, it was kind of like we, we'd win, and, you know, we'd beat them quite a bit. But these guys haven't beaten them ever and you know, in high school. So, you know, it makes uh, practice going pretty good. 
what is it like for St. Mary's week around Williamstown High School? It is a rivalry, and you play them in the regular season. You've met them for a state championship before. What is St. Mary's Williamstown week like at Williamstown High? Well, for me, I, I tell you what, for me, it's really good because, you know, we have a great week of practice, like I was just saying. I mean, I, it's, uh, you, know, I, you know, you don't have to sit and think about, well, ways to get guys uh, fired up and motivated and everything. It's just guys, you know, work hard, they'll run, you know, they'll, they'll come down here and swim across the Ohio River if they, if they think they can beat St. Mary's. And, uh, you know, it's the same way up at St. Mary's. Uh, but, you know, everybody talks about it and you got to beat them. And then, you know, everybody's like today, the, the seniors were talking about like when they played Pleasant County and Pee Wee. You know, you just kind of, everybody just always remembers everything. And it's just, it's nuts. Just because everybody's always talking about what they did back then, this time and that time. And we almost beat them one year. And I don't know, it doesn't end, that's for sure. You mentioned uh, the 2014 state championship for your guys. Also had one in 2008. What's it like with obvious high expectations around the program every year? What's it like for the for the players to have to step up to that challenge year in and year out? Well, I hope it's a challenge for them. You know, I mean, they, they are. Uh, you, know, you, get, you get corny when you talk about stuff like that. You know, you get a little corny thinking, well, here's here's some young. You know, you start thinking about some young men or some young guys starting turning into men and. You know, and the guys before them have been successful. So, you know, can you accept this challenge? And, uh, you know, I, I just like to think that, well, we got 32 guys that said, hey, well, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it this year. And, uh, and I think it's a challenge for them. And I like to throw it out there to them and say, hey, you know, you can come on board because I think we know what we're doing. Not going to Well, I tell you what, though, Terry, what you're saying there is just the mark of a great program. And that's what you've built over the last 15 years. And, I think you're well on your way to another outstanding season. Uh, you know, it's just like anything else. You can't look past any team. You can't look past St. Mary's. Like you said, your kids haven't beaten them in a while. Uh, and you got a Tyler Consolidated team. The last two games on your schedule, uh, an undefeated right now Parkersburg Catholic team, a very good Doddridge County team. So, uh, you know, you get those wins, and uh, uh, you're going to be fine as far as the seeding goes. But uh, that's down the road. Uh, we wish you the best of luck with St. Mary's coming up this Friday, okay? Right. Thanks a lot, Fred. We really appreciate it. All right, my man. There you go. Terry Smith, veteran coach of Williamstown. And that is, that's a program guy. That's that's not a team. That's a program. They've had a lot of success there. Let's turn our attention now to the Minutemen of Lewis County. Head coach Dustin Coger joins us. Dustin, welcome in, buddy. How you doing, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Let's talk about this Minuteman ball club. What, what do you like about your team right now? Uh, basically, we've gelled well over the season, you know. Coming off a of one and nine season last year, it's not where we wanted to be or where we thought we were going to be, but that's where we found ourselves. So really going into the off season, finding out who wanted to still be around and who wanted to join us, that was the biggest thing and the biggest question going into August. Your ball club's won three in a row. The Minutemen are three and two heading into week six. Now, you couldn't have asked for a much tougher start to double A. You open with Bridgeport and Fairmont Senior, but then you bounce back and you've won three straight. How important was that win at Elkins back on September 7th to kind of jump-starting this season? Oh, it was huge. You know, facing the looking down the season and seeing Bridgeport week one, Fairmont Senior week two, uh, that's about the toughest way you can open in double-A. But, you know, those are that's like playing two triple-A teams and getting ready for, a, you know, a schedule back in with eight games that we feel pretty good about. So they, they really get you ready for stuff down the road that you didn't really see coming. 
Dustin Marshall Hobbs as a sophomore, has he matured a little bit more quickly than you expected? And how big has he been in your running game this year? Oh, Marshall's been huge. He's been a great addition, not only to the football field, but just to our school in general. You know, he's a he's a very team-oriented guy. He came in, uh, I think, around November last year to our school and instantly impacted the weight room, impacted the student body. And then, he, you know, he leads our team prayers before and after the games. Uh, thanks every lineman after a touchdown. I mean, just a, an all-around team guy. And for him to come in in that fullback position in the wing tee, you know, everybody wants that spot because of the misdirection and then and the counter plays. So he's really taken it in stride and, and is a great contributor to our backfield. You know, uh, Dustin, the schedules are what they are. and You hear different ways from different coaches about how they like to schedule games or whatever the case may be. You play 10 straight, and your bye week is the last week of the regular season. Uh, you like that, or would you would you feel better if you could have a break in the middle of the year? Uh, we'd love to move that. And in fact, next year that's going to move up a little bit to the front end of the season. Uh, again, you know, Big Ten football every week's a playoff week. So, you know, injury-wise, you're always worried about that, especially if your numbers are coming in low. And we're hitting anywhere between 40 and 45 guys every year, which is a little bit down from what we're used to. But we're seeing it swing back up. But, uh, you know, the good news is if we if we get some luck and we keep playing the way we're capable of playing, you know, we'll have a bye week there right before the playoffs and, and maybe get get something going. Talk about the physicality of this Lewis County team. I know that's in some of these games where you've won the last three. That's something you've been very impressed with, the just the physical nature of this Lewis County ball club in 2018. Uh, we're definitely coming downhill better, you know, offensively. And defensively, you know, we thought we were around games last year. We were leading games at halftime. I think we had 14 drives all year stall out inside the 20, 12 of those inside the five, but we didn't get any points at all. And, uh, you know, losing games by six, seven points. So we really pushed that in the offseason of being physical and seeing things through to the end and, you know, really getting some mental toughness into our guys. Uh, you know, we've, we joked with them a lot saying, you know, if we jump out on top of people, we, we ride it pretty high. But we got to be able to take a counter punch and really fight back, and that's something that this team's done pretty well. You know, with the two games at the beginning of the season, and then going to a very physical, very talented Elkins on the road, and, and being able to do what we did there, and just play physical and, and have fun. And that's the biggest thing. You know, we're, we're having fun right now. And I think that's very important. Joined by Lewis County head coach Dustin Coger. Co- coach, uh, great challenge coming your way Friday as you uh, head up to Robert C. Bird, face a couple of great running backs in Javon Davidson and Jeremiah King, and obviously they can put the ball in the air as well. What's the key to slowing down the RCB offensive attack? Uh, you know, we got to focus on what we do best in that 50 angle and uh, pick our spots, try to get those backs going east and west, more than north and south. And the biggest thing with those guys is you got to tackle well. I mean, we've watched their film every night for the last week, and if they get running downhill, they're a load to bring down. So that's really what we've been focusing on all week is is getting to the ball, rallying around the ball, and getting those guys to the ground. All right, buddy. Well, I tell you what, you've already won three times as many games this year as you did last <laughs> yes, year. Sir. So going to practice has got to be fun. Uh, we certainly wish you the best of luck coming up Friday night at RCB and see if you can't get win number four, okay? Yeah, thank you very much. Hey, I appreciate it. That's Dustin Coger, who's the head coach at Lewis County. Minuteman. Uh, they could be right there at the end of the season. They just uh, they got a great kicker, guys, and Jared Griffith. I mean, that kid kicks and punts. He's a he's another weapon like Zane Porter 
for Spring Valley, and that's what you need sometimes. We need to take a final break. We come back, we'll select our games of the week when we return on High School Sports Line. Did you know Metro News Radio Network covers all 55 West Virginia counties on all types of radio stations? As a Metro News advertiser, your commercials will be heard on country, today's hits, adult contemporary, rock, oldies, soft rock, talk, Christian, and sports radio stations all across the mountain state. In fact, 898,000 West Virginians listen to Metro News stations every week. So no matter what type of radio station you think your customers are listening to, Metro News has you covered. Or should we say, we're getting your message heard. In fact, 94% of all adults listen to terrestrial radio, free local AM and FM stations for an average of three hours every day. Let Metro News Radio Network design a customized advertising campaign that targets your potential clients. To set up a complimentary consultation, email info at wvmetronews.com or call 304-346-7055. That's info at wvmetronews.com. Covering high school sports throughout the Mountain State, this is the High School Sports Line on Metro News, the voice of West Virginia. Attention men under the age of 35. You know what really impresses the ladies? When a guy has a few drinks and later gets pulled over for buzz driving. That could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. There goes let's grab dinner and a movie. Oh, I know. You drive more carefully when you're buzzed. You've proven that hundreds of times. A woman admires that kind of confidence. And you've practiced how to speak if a cop does pull you over. Slowly, clearly, and politely like, good evening, officer. A woman admires that kind of foresight. And what woman doesn't find it adorable that you call it buzzed even though the law calls it drunk? You could kiss $10,000 goodbye, along with any chance of having a girlfriend. Because nothing says, I'm a catch, more than a guy who lives in his parents' basement and calls it my place. Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 68 children is diagnosed with autism. That's about a 30% increase in two years. Learn more at autismspeaks.org signs. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. Metro News, your source for high school sports in West Virginia. Welcome back into the program. Well, three and a half minutes or so remaining before the music comes on. And uh, time to pick our games of the week. And I think, guys, we've already talked, obviously, in Class AAA, number one against number two. You almost have to go that way, don't you think? And I would think any other week you could make a very, very strong case for Morgantown and Musselman, but... 
given what's at the top of the board, I think Spring Valley Capital is clearly the way to go this week. Yeah, I think you're right. And I think that uh, we're at that midway point of the year and you've got Martinsburg as defending champions. A lot of people kind of looking at what's going to come out of the Kanawha Valley. It's been Spring Valley the last couple of years. It's an important game for Capital and head coach John Carpenter, no matter how much Brad Dingus maybe tries to downplay it on the Spring Valley side. But I think it's an important game for Capital. They've lost three straight to Spring Valley. Yeah, so there you go. That's our, our game of the week in class, AAA. The Capital Cougars playing hosts to the Spring Valley Timberwolves. And uh, by the way, for those folks, uh, I know it's going to be on uh, our, our affiliate station in Charleston, 58WCHS, and I'm sure a couple of other places as well. Uh, class AA, to me, I see one game that really jumps out to me, even though... The game was moved to Saturday. Uh, The game uh, had to be moved because the field at Sissonville with all of the rain and everything that's going on, just not playable. And I'm talking number four, Polka, against number nine, Sissonville. That game's going to be played Saturday night, 7 o'clock at the University of Charleston Stadium. To me, guys, that, uh, wow, that's a heck of a ball game. Your thoughts? And, and having seen the field at Sissonville two weeks ago when they played Mingo Central, it, it, it rained a lot and that day, and obviously the field, uh, you know, took some uh, uh, took some hits from the weather. So right. certainly you can uh, see the reasoning for that. You know, Lewis County, Robert C. Bird, uh, in, in terms of importance, certainly to the winner, that's obviously a good amount of bonus points, and, and the winner of that uh, game obviously is in good playoff position, but certainly I think uh, Pocus Sissonville Pocus passed every test so far, and I think they made a major statement last week in beating Mingo Central. Not only beating them, but beating them pretty handily by 18 points. Yeah, I agree. It has to. You kind of go that way. You know, it's a, you got a Pikeview team that's won three games in a row. That uh, is that O'Kill. That's a three and two versus four and one matchup. But there's not a lot of those double A matchups this week with both teams being over 500. Right. All right. That's the way we'll go. Pocus Sissonville Saturday night game. Uh, at U- UC Stadium at 7 o'clock kick. I think right. we should make Joe go. Well, yeah, Mountaineers are out of town. Considering so we, just ta- we just talked about that not more yeah. than five seconds before the, the yeah. break there, yes. I already know he's going. So <laughs> All right, kinda... All right. Well, class single A, what do we think? Well, I think you have a lot of different ways to go. You could go where uh, Joe's going to be on Friday, Tucker County and Pendleton County. That would be a good one at the top. Obviously, St. Mary's, Williamstown is always a good game. But I'm going to go... Sherman and Fayetteville, a couple of four and one teams, number nine versus number 10 teams tying to jockey midway through to get in the top eight. Certainly worth mentioning Wheeling Central and Lindsley. It's a Saturday game and, uh, you know, Wheeling that's Central. That's for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're waiting for Wheeling Central to be tested and we'll see if it comes on Saturday. Okay. I had already written down Sherman and Fayetteville. So uh, why don't we go with that? That's number 10 against number nine. I think that's going to be. A really, really good football game as well. So there we have them. So I think we've got some good games coming up, and if Saturday's not a good game, we won't be on the air to blame us. There you go. We can't we can't lose there, and I'm looking forward to that, that AAA game. I think that's going to be a good one. It really is. Gentlemen, always a pleasure to be with you on Wednesday night. I missed again. Hello. I missed last. <laughs> Pick up on aisle three. Yeah, I, I missed last Wednesday night, so uh, it's good to be back. And uh, look forward to high school game night coming up Friday night. And Dave and I will have all of the scores of all of the games. We appreciate everyone listening. And, Joe, you have fun in Pendleton County on Friday night, okay? Uh, absolutely, we'll do. All right, Dave, we'll talk to you Friday night, buddy. Later, Fred. Talk to you guys later. Thanks for listening to High School, uh, high school Sports. School.
Sports Line. Sports Line on Metro News has been brought to you by Concord University. Hashtag it starts with you. And by the Harrison County Family Resource Network. Stay connected with your favorite school every Wednesday night on the High School Sports Line. An exclusive presentation of the Metro News Radio Network. All rights reserved.